Welcome to episode four of the Better Man podcast. And this week I'm joined by my ex-boss, Mark Coles. And this is an amazing interview. We talk about everything on how to keep motivated, how to achieve another level of success, how to step out of your comfort zone, and how Mark has changed as a leader and as a man. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the podcast. And I've got my good friend, boss, leader, mentor that you're used to wear with M10, Mark Coles. And if people don't know, I worked at... Um, M10 for four, I think it was four years with Mark, four or five yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. Four years. And Mark was my boss there. And we've always, we've got some funny stories about when I first, uh, which we'll go through today when I first actually went to M10. But Mark, if people don't know who you are, can you just introduce uh, a little bit about you and your background and then we can run into the conversation? Danny, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a while since um, we've spoken and it's, uh, this is great because this is going to be serving like a, as a catch up conversation as well. <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, no, my, I mean, I've been in the industry 19 years, uh, started very much how a lot of coaches do and did. Uh, just out of the love of being in the gym, I found that that's where my happy kind of happy place was. And I thought if I'm happy here, I'll try and turn this into a career. Um, and very quickly realized that uh, I was absolutely loved what I was doing. Um, and had a kind of revelation to myself then that if I committed myself to learning and developing um, that I could quickly take this into whatever direction that I wanted to, which led to leaving the health club that I was working at after four years into owning M10, which was my first gym, having that for five years and looking to move into a, a city, which is where you and I met uh, when I brought M10 um, into the city center of Nottingham. So my initial journey has been, you know, 15 years of my career has been as a PT, coaching people, very much, you know, like you and every other coach in the country does, early starts, late finishes, training people and lo loving what we do. Um, uh, and then it naturally merged into education. And uh, six years ago, we started M10 Education, even though for 10 years, I've been actually mentoring and coaching and supporting trainers into an actual formal education program. Um, and now to this day, a, a large percentage of what I do is mentoring coaches worldwide um and trying to help trainers um to craft a career for themselves not based upon mine to allow every trainer as possible wherever they are in the world to have a fulfilling successful and happy career and to me success is very much determined by what success means to you so i try and a lot of my systems are about helping a, a trainer create a career that's in line with what they want out of life not necessarily what's a carbon copy of what other people have done Mm. So, so what? How did you? What do you think made M10 different? What do you think made M10 a success to get it to where it is today? Do you think it's that you had such high expectations, such good standards? What do you think it was that allowed you to build it to where it is today? Because everyone knows about M10. Every coach in the country knows about M10. What do you think it is? Do you know what? Like you and I are going to get into this a little bit later, and it's going to be a great opportunity for me to try and explain to you uh, as well as someone that's worked within the brand, um, it's evolved so much. But there was one thing that stuck out from the beginning. Um, I've always had high standards. And when I sat down with a guy at the beginning of M10, before we even decided on the name, he said to me, okay, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to build a facility that allows me to deliver coaching in line with what I think it should be. So when I stepped away from LA Fitness, it wasn't LA Fitness was a bad facility. It gave me every access to clients. It was fantastic. 
but I knew there was a way that I wanted to deliver personal training and it had to be very specific. And I didn't know at the time, but I wanted to create something that I was known for. My dad's very independent. Um, he taught us to be very independent and I created something that was wholly mine in line with my brand standards. So when I sat down with somebody, I, I said to my dad, look, I want to call it a, a letter and a number. It was very minimalistic. And that's where it started. And I remember sitting down with a branding specialist and he, he said to me, the M10 is the company, but what is it? And I said, well, I'm going to give you three words, smart, minimalistic, and modern, right? They were the three words that founded M10. Smart as in Ferrari showroom smart, yeah. right? I wanted it to be clean. I wanted it to be professional. And there was elements of LA Fitness, which whilst they're a health club, I, I, I knew that I could deliver a higher kind of studio service. So when I started my facility, I wanted it clean. I wanted it crisp. I wanted professional service. I wanted email delivery. I wanted it done differently to LA Fitness. So M10 was kind of born upon standards. And I thought that in the industry, at that time, there weren't a lot of personal training studios. There were gyms and personal training brands. LA Fitness had a massive personal training company, but I didn't really like, it's not that I have an issue with them. I just knew I wanted to do something different. So M10 for me was built upon personal standards. And then the challenge came, especially with, with a team, is how the hell do you, make, you, do, you, do you run that brand standard across everybody else? Mm. And, and that's that, that it, M10 was formed upon high standards, but evolved. Well, that, that, that's a completely different story. <laughs> I can always remember those two things. Like when two things I can always remember standing out and, and like, I don't mind admitting it. When I came to M10, I was a little bit erratic and I'm glad that you've seen a little bit of potential in me to actually bring that all in and, and get me as part of a team. But well, should we just, should we just tell the story about your initial erraticness? Yeah. All right. So here's the story. Here's the story. I was actually late. Well, no, I wasn't late. I had, um, I went the wrong way. I went the, I went the wrong way, didn't I? I went the wrong way up the, the one way stuff in the one way street in Newark. So I rang your assistant at the time. I was like, I'm late. I'm late. So I, I finally found it, got there. I parked the car and I just thought, God, I'm late. I've got to run in. I don't want to be late for Mark. And I left the door uh, wide open, did I, for the whole of the interview. My car door was open. I think my key was still in, the ignition as well, wasn't it? I was that. My head was all over the place when I was yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. in the interview. God knows I'm, what that interview. I remember Sarah, was. Sarah just said to me, "Mark, um, the gentleman you're having an interview with, he's left his car door open." And I went, <laughs> "Right. Well, we'll continue and we'll tell him that later." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but, no, but it, it was it was safe. It wasn't like it was in the middle of town. It was in a boatyard. So yeah, uh, it was fine. It was fine. But I can always remember those two things that stood out for me and that I've tried to bring in for my guys and for my team is that. Two things that one was always remembering the Ferrari showroom that you always told us and the expectations and the standards that we had at, at, at M10. And it's also remembering that you always used to say, imagine that someone's over your shoulder. And I always tell this to my guys when we're on our team meetings and stuff that imagine if you, and I always imagine you still there. If Mark Coles was over my, over my shoulder, what would he be thinking now? Am I, am I keeping my standards high? Am my habits good? and my values good? Or am I letting those drop? And I think that, built in from M10, built in every single day, remained that all the guys kept pushing each other. All of us kept growing. And as part of a team, I think that's why it made M10 so good because we actually was a team. And if you didn't meet those standards, you'd soon fall back. And I think that's why M10 still a success today. Well, here's, here's the thing. And it's interesting you say this because it works in your favor. And it, it works in two ways. Um, we're all about progress. We're all about growth and development. But there comes a time when that happens and 
there have been coaches, you're one of them, that you outgrow the environment in your mind. No one is supposed to necessarily work for a company forever unless, say for example, I said to you, Danny, there's a senior manager's position, then there's a, 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 a senior educator's position, and there's growth and development, right? So as a personal trainer at LO Fitness, there was me, uh, M10 Fitness, there was me, there was the um, kind of managerial staff, admin staff, um, and then there was the coaches, of which you guys were incredible. And some of the guys developed the passion to move on and do a bit of education. Other, other of the coaches were kind of still happy being coaches. But because there was always a push in the facility at M10 to learn and become better, when the business is all about becoming better, there is a natural attrition of trainers because they get to a point and they're now thinking, what else is out there? But the other good thing about the brand is that because it, cha it creates challenge thinkers, uh, it actually gives you the opportunity that like, I know that you wouldn't necessarily have your podcast, have your team if you hadn't been through M10. Um, and, you know, I as, a, I as a friend of yours, very proud of what you've achieved. And at no point, I've had a lot of trainers leave me over the years. And within six months, you know, they think I'm an absolute asshole for six months. And then when they've got to the point where that business that they were a part of has given them the confidence to do the next thing in their life, they go, that actually was valuable for me. And the point about it for me is that if you don't, I, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you right now, there's a lot of things I've done wrong with the brand and that's natural. You know, you're already, I'm sure, I've done a lot of things wrong um, and I've treated people badly in the past. Um, this is my natural evolution. My natural evolution as a business owner has been one of personal growth and development. I've been very unhappy at points in my life. I've been very unhappy as a business owner at M10. Um, I've been very selfish. That's my natural evolution. But at the same time, I had such high expectations of the brand. You kind of forget what helped make the brand. And that they're all my challenges along the way is, is losing people when you could have done more for people, um, losing people when um, they deserve more from you. Um, and then, but at the same time, the brand kept growing. And so I had this big thing about, right, well, if, if you keep going on a, on a mission towards what you want to create, the bigger you want to get, the bigger you need of the pool of people around you. So people lose sight of this. And I lost sight of it because there was a time when uh, you left, another coach left. I think we had kind of three around a similar sort of time. And then you think to yourself, and you take a bit of a stopgap, and you think, wow. And most people don't know. Like, we went through tough financial times. Yeah. Like, I wasn't paying myself a salary for a while. Um, yeah. uh, I, was bo I borrowed money. Um, you know, when people talk about your M10's got a beautiful gym, it's got all this equipment, went from 15 pieces of equipment to 46. Um, it's reputations nationally. There's a lot of companies that get a reputation and aren't turning any cash. Mm. And M10 was for a long time not making it. Like most of the guys that have been a part of M10 have zero understanding of the financial stresses and strains that that business has gone through. It's 7,000 square foot. Um, you know, I was personal training, online coaching. Um, I was building eBooks. All the time I was trying to keep hold of the core of the business whilst building four, five, six different income streams to then be able to pull away. So then you've got this team of people that you're building of which they're educated, they're knowledgeable. But they need to feel valued. And I've learned an incredible amount during that journey. And 
I lost trainers, but at the same time needed to lose trainers for me to learn. Right. And then I went, well, why is that person gone? Okay. Well, I'm going to learn that. And it's the same thing in a relationship. Why did we lose a girlfriend at 19? Yeah. Because we were a dick. Well, no, because that person was ready to move on and I wasn't ready to change or we all hit these different circumstances to either makers or breakers. And in most circumstances, I'm talking to you right now with your own podcast show, with your own incredible team, your own business. And it was a stepping stone for you, but you were a stepping stone for me, hmm. you know, and, and, you know, you talked when we've talked off, off air about kind of leadership, um, leadership. Uh, and, and I'll be honest with you here. I truly believe for a while that leadership was lead from the front and they will follow. Yeah. Right? Wrong. Lead from the front is an attribute that you need. Yeah. Lead from the front is something to inspire, be inspired by. But that's something to people to look at. But they won't follow unless they are truly valued by the things that's important to them. So every single one of the team right now at M10 values something different in life. They either value praise, a hand on the shoulder, they value cash, they value um, involvement. Like we have the, the human needs, which Tony Robbins talks about, you know, and you know, one of the key human needs is, is kind of like um, uh, validation or, or, or actually just, just feeling um, appreciated. And that means that as a leader, you need to be thinking, what does that person value? So if I went in the past, what does Danny value? Well, at the time during his career, Danny valued less about money, but more about just being shown to be grateful for what he's doing. So was I showing enough gratitude to you? Uh, was I financially reimbursing you for what you were doing or supporting you? Was I helping you with education? I think on the flip side, M10 provided always a lot of education. There was never a time when trainers weren't growing. Um, I think that uh, there I was... think that's the reason why though as well a lot of trainers do uh, love the environment and I've tried to bring in to my culture yep. uh, with my team because the big part of what I love at M10 is every Tuesday we'd have those team meetings we'd have yep. like Brian Walsh we'd have uh, different people from all different industries coming in and talking so when you feel like you're growing and when you feel like you're uh, everyone's evolving everyone's moving forward everyone's changing you feel a part of something. I think that's why I'm so grateful to M10 because that's what we're great. And that, that's what I've learned from my team. One of the best yeah. things from M10 was that we bring the education in because people feel like they're growing. Yeah. So they feel happy. They feel like they're progressing. And I think that's a big thing. One thing I want to talk about, what you just said then is, so a lot of people will be going through like fear and, and panic right now. And obviously what's really impressive, what you just said then is that you still even though you had these issues with the, the company, you went through the tough times, how did you still keep on track with creating three, four, five products? Because some people can be paralyzed, can't they? Like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm so stressed and anxious right now. How did you still get shit done? Because that's quite an impressive trait when you're really, really stressed. Well, you know, uh, I've just finished writing a book through all the challenges that we're, we're all facing, editing that. I have a vision. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. You will never forget this. Um, we trained legs, and we were sat on the steps at M10. We had the window door. You remember. I'm going to tell you now. And it's a story that I share when I speak, and uh, it's probably one of the most poignant moments in my whole career that I got to share with you. And we sat on the steps at M10, and um, 
you said to me, um, do you use a vision board? And I said, yeah. And I had a small little desk at home in Newark where I lived before I moved to Nottingham. And in that desk, there was a, um, a check from the, the book, The Secret, which had an amount of money on it, which I visualized me earning. And then beneath that was a photo of a lanyard um, that you hang around your neck. And the lanyard was a body power exhibitor lanyard. And you sa I said, yeah, well, there is. And one of the things on there <clears throat> at the moment is a lanyard photo that I took off uh, the internet um, because I want to speak at body power. And you were like, what? Like, really? And I was like, yeah. Now, you remember a few weeks later, I got a phone call from the owners of body power and said, Mark, we've, we've been really impressed with your work. A lot of people said they want to hear you speak. Um, would you come on board as an exhibitor and as a speaker? And I went, wow. So when I was 25, 26, I sat in a coffee shop, uh, well, in the, in the coffee area of the gym where I worked. And I said, what do you want out of your life and your career? And I said, I, I want to have a really good reputation. I want people to know me. And this stemmed from actually not being known at school. I didn't have many girlfriends. I wasn't very intelligent. I didn't, you know, I always craved being the best rugby player I possibly could. And I remember when you played football a lot, Danny, when you get a goal, when you're celebrated for being the person that's brought in the trophy, like that feels amazing. Hmm. And my life has been driven from never having that at school, never passing an exam, never, never really doing well, never getting praised, never really having a, like, like en enough of what I felt that I, I had enough of that praise aspect. So when I was at 24, 25, I said, I want that. I want people, I want to be proud that I've learned enough so that people know who I am and they see my work, not because I've got no self-confidence, because I think that's, a, that's something that inspires me. So every step of my whole career, has been about proving to myself that I can achieve something. And the only thing that's been able to get me through this so far my whole life is setting consistent goals and creating a brand new vision. So my first vision was to build my reputation in my local town. I got, I got to be known very well. I got in the local press and then I went, I've done that. Now I need to get known in Nottinghamshire. Well, can I get in the Evening Post? Can I get in the local Nottinghamshire country magazines? Can I get on the radio? Can I get on BBC radio? And I kept doing all those. And every time I kept setting these tasks, well, to get on the radio, I need to have more articles. To get on more articles, I need to write them. To, to write them, I need to get over my fear of writing. And I just, just kept setting all these individual tasks to do that led me towards a goal. So it was vision planning all the time, but not just vision planning. It was what steps have to happen to make the vision come a reality. And then when I went to Body Power, obviously my social media grew more. Then I started to be introduced to different people and network. And I was like, I actually think I can be nationally recognized so then i went on the mission to how many people do i need to know how many results do i need to get can i write more articles to get m10 on the map and my life's just been a constant realignment with a vision and when you talked about um how does that kind of how can you keep that moving forward the word for me is optimism because let's say for, i said to somebody the other day have you gone from 20 pounds an hour to 25 and they went yeah i said was there a time when you thought you'd never be charging 25 pounds an hour and they went yeah i said now if you have the same mentality to get to 30 do you think you'll make 30 they went of course i went right well let's set the vision at 35 hmm. and only work to 35 because once you've gone from 20 to 25 to 30 to 35 do you not think that 60 is possible hmm. and they're like yeah, right. well, you've had a big shift in change in personality, values, belief, knowledge, skill. 
you just double that. And they're like, wow, really? And so for me, it's, it's a constant challenge, but I think where people struggle is they look at the next step and they think it's so hard, they don't realize that the, 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 the struggles that have just been through were hard at the beginning as well. So it's just, for me, it's a, it's a case of knowledge, your only knowledge, skill, and application away from the next step. And that's why, you know, in the book that I've written, I said that, you know, level up is not about a destination. Um, it, level up is a, is a mindset of just going up another notch. And my book's not about excellence being, you're a legend, I'm amazing. It's, can you make incremental steps towards that thing that you can see clearly? And I'll just finish on this point. I don't think people know what they want. I don't think that overweight guys know what they want. I don't think unhappy guys know what they want. I don't think unhappy trainers know what they want. So when people say they procrastinate and don't get shit done, um, you, know, you have a, a beautiful son now. You have you know, uh, you, your family. Um, you know, and I don't think for you it would take long to draw emotion out of you to talk about what you've got around you. Yeah, and, and you know what? That kind of gives you, like for me right now, with obviously having my son, I mean, I'm, a lot of stuff that I took from M10, so obviously with the vision board, I've had that. And I'm really, like for me, I use journaling every day, like just yeah. to create more awareness of yeah. like, hold up, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to achieve and remind myself every day to kind of realign and refocus. But definitely since having the, my son, Ruben, it's given me that extra... <clears throat> added, added motivation that yeah. extra spot because like you say i'm totally clear on where i want to go i know what i want to achieve and i know what i've got to do and because i've overcome some forms of adversity before in terms of uh doing a show or doing a photo shoot or doing these things that you find quite tough it builds up your belief and your confidence so like with you because you've done a lot of things in terms of growing your business or um, doing the photo shoots or doing the shows that you've done you've got like you must have a really high level of self-confidence and belief because every time you've gone and done something you've actually done it right and i think that's the, the way a lot of people need to be is if you're stuck in that place right now you need to go and get a clear vision of where you actually want to be and then go and set some little process goals in place and little milestones well would you know what was really important um just go back to the thing that i've recently accomplished which is the book like I was a guy at school, I think you and I have probably talked about this, like not only reading books, but, you know, I never had any concentration span at school to read, read books. I couldn't give a toss about books. <laughs> I, I actually, if you'd asked me um, 10 years ago, would I ever write a book? I'd be like, no chance. And Ben Pekulski, good friend of mine, um, about seven months ago, I said, look, I'm trying to get this bloody book written. And I started writing it six months ago. And I did 3,000, 4,000 words in one morning. And at the end of the morning, I was fried. I couldn't think about anything else to do. My brain was mashed. And Ben said, you know, you're never going to write your book if you think of it like that. And I went, what do you mean? He went, well, one, you're probably trying to study too much at the time. Two, you're trying to do so much. He said, you need to give yourself a set amount of time every morning to just do 1,000 words. And so from 6.30 to 8 o'clock in the morning, every day, I did 1,000 words. And as soon as I got to a thousand, stopped. And then I started the rest of my day. Six months later, I have a book. And the funny thing is, is if I have the vision and I don't think anybody, anybody in life is unable to achieve a vision. Because when you write down the components of what a vision is, it's a set of skills or knowledge that you don't currently have and a system that you don't have in place 
that if you learnt how to do it, like you get an IKEA box delivered, you look at it, and most people go, "Holy shit!" You look at the instructions and you put the first bolt in, and then when you do the second bolt, most people are so frightened of how long it's going to take, what they, what skills they don't have to do it. Just put the freaking first screw in, mm. and I think with with weight loss, with muscle building, just lift the first weight. Just yeah. go in the gym, reach out to your, to your trainer for the first time because it starts the ball rolling. And I think when I now have this skill embedded in me, that to write a book, to launch a seminar, to do an online course, I mean, I only recently did a brand new webinar. I've done a lot of automated webinars, but I've never launched a um, webinar live, which was a challenge. And I self-taught myself to do it. I reached out to various different people to help me. It went live. It was a success. A lot of things I'm still doing in my career, I have absolutely no idea how to do them at the start. And that's why I think that um, you've got to be prepared as an individual to take the challenge head on and go, my vision is this. There is a lot of things within the vision that I don't know how to do. And my job now, which is what you've just said is very clear with your family, is if you have something that inspires you, like my wife, you know, our life and what we want to achieve in our life, whether it's children, you know, um, traveling or having the things that we want in our home. For me, that means I've got to level up. That means I've got to earn more. That means I've got to serve more people. And then I've got to break it down. And then when you think about the task you've got to do, you've only got to just think about the thing that inspires you, motivates you. And that just sets you off on your tangent to do it, on your mission to do it. So I think people have got to find their why and their purpose to an emotional level. Um, and then they've got to set a vision. And then you've got to break down everything that's contained in that vision and then get, become excited about tackling the tasks every day. Mm. So obviously right now, everyone could look at you, Mark, and go, right, Mark's got this gym. He's got a massive online presence. He mentors PTs and online coaches all over the world. And you've reached this like peak. You've reached this peak where it's quite high and it'd be quite easy to get comfortable, wouldn't it? Because you've obviously done really well for yourself. So what is it for you that now keeps pushing you or keeps motivating you or keeps you focused because it'd be so easy to go well I've, I've i've hit this now and you've seen it with sports stars where they'll do really well for one or two seasons and they're like they're amazing then they kind of fall off and the pace falls off so how what is it for you that now keeps pushing you what how do you keep that intensity up on a on a day-to-day -day basis if you've got like a set of routines as well that you put in place or what is it that motivates you keeps you motivating on a day-to-day -day basis the, the first thing that motivates me is something that I have is a promise letter. So I write a, I have a letter which I readdress every three months called a promise letter. Um, I, have a, I have a promise letter to my wife and I'll get quite emotional when I write it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I promise to her that I will support her, look after her, provide a life for us that gives us the freedom to do what we want and go where we want. I've written a promise letter to my child to send my child to a particular school, yeah. um, to take my child where they want to go, to teach them how to be a human being at a particular level, which I'm probably, right now, if you wrote one to Ruben, would make me quite emotional. Yeah, definitely. Um, because Ruben's going to get to 12, 15, 20, 25, and you're still going to be around. Mm. Um, I have a set of um, things that I want to teach my child to be a particular human being or give them the skills to be a particular human being. Um, I have a, a, a promise to myself that I would be in physical shape to my child when they're born. Therefore, you don't see me getting fat now, even though I don't bodybuild anymore. I still keep my body composition in check. In fact, I probably had one kind of meal off plan 
and a couple of glasses of wine since this whole thing started, I, there's not one part of me that shifts off my diet. The funny thing is, during my early days of bodybuilding, I was up and down, my weight was all over the place. I wasn't generally happy with myself. So now, the more content I am with the vision that I have, so you could, I could now look at the responsibilities and roles I have for a 20-year-old son. I could look at the responsibilities and roles I, I have for this house that we're in, but the next house. Mm. Yeah, we're in North London. Do we want to move out to the country one day? You've got to have a vision that's five or six years further down the line. And then I'm like, well, if I'm thinking five or six years down the line, every day is about getting there. And then I actually look at my service to the industry. You and I both know that becoming the type of people that we want to become isn't easy. And I've given a promise to the fitness industry that I will help as many personal trainers as I possibly can to learn the skills to be what we call an M10 or 360 coach. So I'm not just teaching biomechanics. I'm not just teaching um, business. I'm teaching somebody, I'm trying to help somebody understand every aspect of them, personally to grow, professionally to grow, physically to grow. And my mission this year was to be able to get a book on as many kitchen tables as possible around the world. So my goal this year was to get worldwide recognition. And then that as a motivator for me is, well, I haven't got worldwide recognition. I've got national, it's 75% of my social media followings UK, hmm. right? So then I'm like, well, I'm, no one knows me all over the world. So how do I make an impact with my level up mindset? And level up, I now need to think on a global level. So my, I, I have a personal development coach that I work with at the moment. Um, and we have, uh, she has a saying that she said, um, playing at a high game. So one of the things that keeps me inspired and motivated every day is if you're earning 50 grand a year and that's comfortable, and if you're serving an amount of people and that's comfortable, you've done. That's your, you've, you've played that game. If you play football for Mansfield mm. at the highest level, it's time to leave Mansfield. Mm. So when I was in Newark, which is a small market town with a cattle market, I moved to London, Nottingham. When I moved to Nottingham, it was, I, I love Nottingham. I love the team. I love the gym. I love everything about it. But I had to play at a bigger game. Yeah. So, so I moved to London. Now, I don't want to move to LA or anywhere different. London's amazing, but I can play that game. And now I, can, now I have the freedom in my mind because in Nottingham, I was at the gym every day. I couldn't play at a different game. So what I do with myself in terms of a, 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 um, a kind of process is this isn't playing at a different game to be arrogant or egotistical. This is playing at a high game in my head to give me the challenge to know that the opportunities for me are endless. But in order to play at a higher game, I have to put myself in that headspace. Yeah. And so the constant challenge when you say when you've got to a certain point is knowing that you just need to step into a different game. And all that is is taking your mindset into a different place. Yeah, so what you've done essentially then is just um, you're always changing your environment. So your environment, obviously, your people and your places. So every time that you feel right, I'm going to hit that peak, I'm going to hit that peak, bam, I'm going to move to the next thing. I've got to surround myself with either, not better people, but people that have got something that you want or something that, that, that you strive for. So if someone's watching this right now, you could be like, right, if you feel stuck and you feel lost, you feel comfortable, you need to go and find some people. You need to go and find some people that are going to level you up, that are going to push, push you. Exactly what you said and what's going to come out in your book, you're going to, they need to level up. They need to go and find people that are going to push them. And, so, and do you know what? Go on. 
I mean, this is the thing why I'm doing this podcast as well. Like the the amount of guests I've got on this and next week is like, for me, I might not be with a team in terms of you, Dan, um, all the other people I've got on the podcast this week. But if I can spend an hour with you, this is more time for me. This is developing me again. And so every time I spend an hour with you or with Dan and we bounce ideas off each other and, and, and methodologies, this levels us up. This makes us feel better. This makes us grow. And I think that's what's so important and why the podcast platform actually works so well because me and you, obviously, and what's happening right now, we can't be next to each other anyway. But actually, we can spend an hour on Zoom and bam, we've got loads of ideas and, and, we, and it helps us both grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've got coaches... You know, and, and it's not, you know, let, let's be honest in terms of you know, the realities of, of, of financial situations. I've got coaches that I absolutely adore that are earning at the lower end of the coaching bracket. I've got coaches, influencers that are earning tens of thousands a month. But my environment kind of changes. But do you know what? I'm not a believer that you have to, like, all, as I've moved, London was a space that I, you know, I crave for the energy going back to Nottingham. I don't, I don't feel like I'm going down when I go to Nottingham at all. Um, At all. In fact, when I go to Nottingham and I see the gym, I just, I'm lifted up. I love what we've created. I love the team. I love what we've done, but where I'm at now, I actually don't think I need to be in a different city anymore. What I can do is reach out to all these different people that I've got, but what I have got is, is a headspace and an ability to, now, not so much the before. One of my biggest reasons for moving was to eventually find my wife, right? And, and once I've, I've met her, I'm happy, I'm content, I'm fulfilled. The gym's working well. But as I said to you a few minutes ago, when I give myself this, this kind of like next step mentally, and I think that most people are not, they're playing a game which they've won. I've got 30 sessions, I'm charging 30 pounds an hour. One of the things that was interesting that you, we spoke about earlier was when you were at M10, there came a point when you should have left, mm. but you didn't. There comes a point when people outstay what they were doing, yeah. and internally they want more, but they've not stepped up. So yeah. what ends up happening is becomes a resentment for the situation that we're in. And that situation is not resentment for that, that place. It's normally a reflection. Joe, actually, from M10 and I were talking about this the other day. Somebody, people have actually had a go at me recently for some of the posts I've made on social media about actually benefiting from this time as a coach, earning more money, because people have come back to me and said, Mark, how bad's that? Are you thinking like that? And I said, no, 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 not at all. Like, there's people that need our help. But the trainers that have had a go at me are the ones that haven't been proactive enough and are now reflecting on how badly they're running their business. So then they're having to go at me because I'm telling people to market themselves. So in so many situations, there are people that are resentful of what's happening in their life right now because it's a reflection of what they're not prepared to do. Mm. And so with me, as I've realized that there's something that's frustrating me that I want to get more of, I go, it's nobody else's fault. If it's clearly universe is telling me that there's a big step I need to take, bravely, I just need to take it. Because once I step into the unknown, then it will give me the, the, the energy to just like push on. And I notice that you've evolved and grown as an individual with your business and your brand immeasurably. Yeah, and it's, it's about taking that courageous step. Like everyone's going to have that fear, aren't they? Everyone's going to have that fear of going on video, of doing a, a Facebook Live, of doing a, a webinar, of doing a podcast. But actually, when you actually take that first step, you start to reap the rewards. You start to go, oh God, what was I so nervous about? What was I so fearful about? And what we spoke about 
um, a bit ago about confidence is that's another way of actually building up your confidence, doing shit that you don't want to do every day. And so it's it could, the same with weight loss. It's the same with fat loss. It's the same in muscle building. You, you got to do the things that you're not frightened about and start doing them. You and I have played sport. How many locker rooms have we been in and sat there and been so nervous of the environment? And then six hours later, you're in a bar standing on table with your arms around your mate's shoulders going, Whoa. you know, yeah. that moment that you were frightened of turned into some of the greatest friends of your life. 100%. And so for every step that you take, whether it's, whether it's reaching out and ringing your, your coach for the first time and going, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to ask for help. And then you ring. And then at the end of the phone call, that coach has got 10 years worth of experience that will help you get in the best shape of your life. And it's the same with me with business mentoring. Many people are sitting looking at social media going, oh my God, these are all the things that I'm struggling with. I need help with these. And then I'm like, you know, my marketing, my message is, is yes, to benefit me and have a life that I've got, but it's also to benefit other people. And like every marketing thing that you do is to benefit you guys as a family, um, but it also benefits people on the flip side of it as well. So, you know, everybody wins. All right. So how do you think then, Mark? Because obviously you've, like me, I've evolved so much over the last five years and you've evolved so much, but how do you think you've changed as a, as a man and a, a leader then over the last five to 10 years? What do you think has been the biggest uh, changes for you? Happy. Happy. That's that. I'll elaborate. <laughs> um, my values shifted. Um, I think one of the greatest things that we can we can work on is true happiness. There, there lies a void in most of us. Somewhat, something that's missing. I had addiction when I was younger. I got into drugs when I was younger. Um, I believe that whilst bodybuilding served me immeasurably. I buried myself that deep into it that I uh, didn't really pay attention to a lot of other people. However, there's a plus side to it because yeah. it got me the reputation that I got. Um, my wife has made me the happiest man on this planet. Mm. What that's done is allowed me to be kind. Yeah. Think about other people. Leaders, leaders think about other people. I didn't think enough about you when you were M10, Danny. I didn't think enough about James, Callum, the people that have left. Um, they were a part of my journey. I was a part of their journey, right? Yep. We're all friends. Um, it's the same in relationships when you're split up with a girlfriend. There should be no reason why you guys can't speak now because it's a part of your journey. You know, if I bumped into an ex and Marshall was with, with me, she, she'd have no problem with me talking to her. Because there's no fear there. There's no judgment, right? It's it's always a part of our journey of our life. But I um I think that one of the key traits of any leader is to be thoughtful. To try and think of other people before um they got chance to come to you with a problem. And the only way that you can understand that is when you understand someone else. You know, Dan and I He's an incredible guy, it's incredible support for, for me at M10. And him and I have been on one hell of a journey together. Mm. But we communicate well. And I try and think about him. I try and think about what he wants out of life. I try and um, do my best to have great conversations with him. I speak to the team at M10 every single week. I have conversations about how happy they are, and whether there's anything we need to be done differently. Um, I have great conversations with my management team, admin, accounts, marketing, to get to know people. 
And I think one of the things, and John Martini has helped me, his institute has helped me immeasurably, is that every single human being in life has a different set of values. Something different about them that inspires them and motivates them. And if you know that, then you'll realize that nobody works for you. They work for themselves. They're on a mission in their life, and your business and brand is a vehicle towards helping them get what they want out of life. So if one of your trainers wants to buy a nice car, that's what they're inspired by. Mm. If, if having a nice car and having monetary value things is great, you can talk to him about bonuses and wealth and money. If on the flip side, somebody else is inspired by being able to spend time with his girlfriend or wife and children, you'll understand that creating time for that person is important. So when I go through, like a, we go through the values process, in fact, we're going to go through it again when we get back to the gym. Um, if you understand what somebody values, and I'm, not, I'm never going to get this always right, you know, we're only human, right? But if you're trying to get somebody to work seven days a week and they value time with their girlfriend, they'll resent you. So whilst I am happy still to work seven days a week, that doesn't mean that other people value the same. So what ends up happening with the business is Dan and I have said is like, look, if you can get 35 sessions a week, if you want to take Monday, Wednesday afternoon off, Saturday morning off, so long as you're hitting those numbers that we wanted to hit, but also what does it matter to you? So if we put a bonus structure in place and you as an individual, see most trainers don't understand what they value. So if I say, what's most important to you? He goes, been able to pay my mortgage and my car because I love my car. Great. Well, here's a bonus structure in place that if you hit that, that's what it's going to mean. Rather than I'm going to give you a bonus and you think, yeah, just, just because you're earning more money. You have to get your staff to understand or people that work with you to understand what that bonus structure means to their life. So a lot of the leadership qualities are helping the people that work for you link together the things that inspire and motivate them so they understand that they're not coming into work to work for me. They're coming into work to work for themselves to help you know, the life that they want. So when they come in, they're not like, yeah, I work for Mark and help him build M10. It's not mm. about building M10. They're part of a brand, but ultimately what M10 is helping them do is learn, grow, develop as human beings, um, be a part of a, a, a brand and a business that can teach them a lot about running a business, but also the opportunities to teach and lead and educate coaches. But at the same time, the revenue that they will make from that helps them to get a car, mortgage, quality of life in, in, in uh, education and grow as an individual. So that's where I think from a leadership perspective, I've learned most is that people aren't in a business to work for me. They're in a business to be a part of a brand. So M10 is not about me and what I want out of it. M10 would not survive without my team. Your business, Danny, would not survive without your team. So therefore I have to be, and it's important for me and it means the world to me to be extremely grateful for the guys that are in there, but also don't think that, me seeing the rewards of m10 is something that i shouldn't share with the team you know so you know the guys know when we go out for food i'll always pay for it when we go and do certain stuff i'll always give back and invest you know when i can and where i can but there's a reward for it based on how people help me on the flip side of it so when there's a team unity as a team from a leadership perspective that's when i believe that there is true growth i'm still working on it you know after many many 12 years of owning my own business but I think that I watch a lot of businesses and I think that the people owning the businesses are very much in it, just them. And they would not be half the business that they would be if it wasn't for the team, which means M10 is not me. It's everyone. Yeah. I like what you said there as well, you know, cause obviously 
about taking responsibility as well and actually from obviously spending so much time obviously working on yourself as well and creating a, a better aware creating a great awareness for yourself and like for me as well like i found it a challenge at first actually leading the team yeah, and actually having so the more the more that I work on myself, the more that I understood all this stuff, I can actually help my team a lot more. And I like what you said there about um, the values and actually working out what your, what each person individually wants. So then you can help supplement that and you can help them grow to that level. Help them get there. Help them get there. Because right, then so if, if somebody turns around to me and says, I genuinely I'm earning 25 grand a year, but I want to make 35 grand a year. And I said, well, that's a monetary figure, but what does that mean? Let's put some meaning. Everything as a leader has got to have a meaning. So if I'm going to make X amount of grand a year more, what does it mean? So that trainer, when they get in the car in the morning, when they roll out of bed, they go, oh, fuck me, I'm going to go and train Mark Coles' clients. It's not to do with that. You're not going in to train Mark Coles' clients or M10's clients. What are you going in for? To earn another seven grand a year to be able to put a deposit down, which is 15 grand on the house, which means a perfect life for my wife and my family, which means that we're stable, we're secure. Great. So when you come into work, you're actually training clients to give them the best level of service possible in the environment you are because of what it brings you in your life two years down the line. So because you communicate so well with your team, you can find out their reason why and you can harness and you can lead, lead them and drive them towards that. I do, I do love that. Cause that's a big, especially if you've gone from being self-employed or doing it on your own and then you're going to run in a team, you have to, you, you start to study a lot more about leadership and coaching because that's, and you've got to understand not only your clients, but you've got to understand yourself more and have yeah. more awareness. I think yeah. that that'll help a lot of people a lot. Well, do, do you know what? Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I have a, um, um, a personal development coach still. Okay. I'm on the phone to her on Tuesday next week. I do two hours every two months. Um, sometimes I'll do four hours in a week to two, two, two hour sessions. Um, and there's a purpose for my personal de development growth. And it's just the word excellence. It's, it's, uh, she can give me skills to look at blind spots. So interestingly, three months ago, uh, I, no, it was just before I wrote the book. Uh, we did uh, a process whereby where I stepped into a new mindset for myself. And I said, I don't think I'm playing at a game that I need to be at to do something big. And she went, what do you want to do? And I said, write a book. And she says, have you given yourself permission yet to write the book? Have you played that game yet in your head? Have you written, have you taken yourself to author status yet? And then I suddenly got anxiety and she went, yeah. oh, there's a problem. Hmm. You've not given yourself permission to be an author yet. And I went, oh, oh, now here's the thing. When I wanted to become an authority in the fitness industry and an educator, you have to step into those shoes. So if you've never, if you're a bit intimidated by wearing expensive shoes, go and buy them. Hmm. Right, because when you put them on and put a nice suit on, you can own that, mm. right? And for me, owning the word author, I was like uh, uh, panicking all the time. Like, oh my god, Mark Cole's author. Then you start thinking to yourself, my perception of myself is actually that I'm not very intelligent. Mm. Wow, is that still there? Mm. Is that still there? And I said to my personal development coach, I was like, I think that's still there. And she went, Well, we need to work on it. So then when we, we went back to a certain time in my life where I still perceived myself to be not as intelligent at something, yet 10 times more intelligent than I ever thought I was. And she went, there it is. And I was like, right, well, let's smash that out. So we looked at it and we dealt with it. And uh, I used to laugh about the fact that I'm not very intelligent. I can never do, I can never do. Well, that's still a perception of myself that's still about. Um, and so when I started to look at it, I was like, wow, we did a thing called your unique genius. So I, what she did, she identified the fact that at school, um, 
I didn't think I was very clever. I didn't have many girlfriends, didn't have a lot, great deal of real friends. Uh, I wasn't very big. Um, I wasn't always picked first for events and all this sort of stuff. And she said, um, do you realize how everything that was a void in your life, you turned into a skill? Mm. And I suddenly just went, that's, that's cool, right? So not being very clever, become more intelligent. Dedicated my whole life to becoming more intelligent. Didn't have a very big physique and got pushed around and bullied. Turned out to be pretty decent with my physique. Didn't have a lot of friends. Got friends worldwide, okay? You know, didn't have many girlfriends. Got a beautiful wife, all right? And, and then you look at that and go, I've spent the whole of my life undoing everything that I didn't have to turn it into everything that I now have. And then she went, she said to me, do you not think that's pretty cool? Everything that you didn't have between now and 23, mm. you now have in abundance. And so what we actually look at in life is that the things that we have, the things that we didn't have, your, when you finish this call, look at everything that you thought you didn't have over the last 10 years and look at what you've now created. Mm. Because all the things you think you didn't have then are now the things you have now. Or you could turn them into even better now. So when I sat down and she said to me, you're pretty damn good at flipping these things around, aren't you? And I went, yeah. And then I messaged her last week and I said, publish date 1st of July. And she went, <laughs> oh my God. And I went, yep, you just turned a thick dude into an author. So that, that coach has worked wonders for you then because they obviously she identified the blind spot. She gave you more awareness and it suddenly, it suddenly clicked in your head. And that's why... No matter what, no matter what you're doing in life, whether you want weight loss, whether you want uh, to improve yourself, we want to transform your health, your mindset, whatever. It's always important to have a coach or or someone that can keep you accountable, that can push you, because they know stuff that you don't know yet. Or even if you do know it, they can put a light on it and go, "Hey, this is the thing that you've already done, or this is the thing that you need to change to get to where you want to be." And it's exactly the same with my clients. Like when I when I'm speaking to them, when I'm helping them because I know what's going off, because I've done it that many times, I know what's happening, I know what they need to change, and I just tweak it, and then bam, it starts to build up the belief and the confidence, because you've got that awareness then of, oh yeah, this can work, I've got clarity on actually where I'm going, so for you, actually having a coach has been pivotal to your success as well. Well, look at, look at this, right, um, I mean, not only in my physique, I've had some of the, the world's leading coaches, um, take me, I remember Milos once said to me, Mark, um, you know, you could, you'll win shows. And, I, and he went, just trust me. Mm. Let me, you do the work, you go to the gym and I'll, I'll do the rest. Because sometimes in life, we need to have our hand held. Your little boy will be frightened to cross the road mm. until you've held his hand and walked across the road with him. Yeah. He'll be frightened to go on a seesaw in a park until you got on the seesaw with him. Mm. The guy doing backflips on the internet at the moment who taught himself in six hours to do a backflip, you seen that video? I've not seen it, no. The guy yeah. in his garden, he went, I'm going to try and do a backflip. So he stood there, he did it, and, and he fell on his side, and he fell on his side. And he, then he put a, um, a mattress, uh, and then he did the backflip, gave him a bit more confidence. Then he did a backflip onto the mattress. Then he went, pulled the mattress away, did a backflip, and in six hours taught himself. He said, do you know what's funny? When you remove the one thing that's the limitation to us all, the mind, anything is possible. Mm. And the interesting thing here is that's what coaching does. Because if someone's been where you want to get to in your life and achieved success with that, just let them hold your hand. Because just like, just like reading a book, right? If you turn a chapter of a book, a good book, and you go, well, I didn't know that. You are today more knowledgeable 
than you were tomorrow, yesterday. Mm -hmm. So imagine having a coach, not a trainer, because you're not going to become more knowledgeable having a workout. It's not going to empower your life to the degree of education will. I don't know how to fill my hamstrings, but I know how to teach you. I don't know how to improve my chest. I don't know how to lose weight off my belly. Well, I'll show you. If your life is full of education every single day, uh, before speaking to you, I read my book for, for, for an hour. You know, that's a ritual for me. You know, things like learning and having a coach, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without all my coaches. In fact, I'm excited. The funny thing is with me, I've done a lot of masterminds, done a lot of mentorships. I teach masterminds, teach mentorships. But one of the things that I value more than anything in my life is personal growth and development. If I can have somebody that I can work with that helps me grow my mind, my body, and my spirit, all of the business stuff is learnable. Mm. Like a lot of times people like, you know, you know, from a business mentoring perspective, very often it's a case of me saying to people on a business mentoring perspective, this is the blind spot you've got. Now I'm going to provide you with the education. But if I provide you with the education before the blind spot, you wouldn't have done it because your mind's not in the right place. So in, for everything that we need to do, that coaching aspect is, in, is, is pivotal in helping us control our mind to then do the things that we need to do. And I think that's where coaching comes in, not just training. Love it, love it. So what's, what's next for you, Mark, then? What's next for you and for M10? What, what should people look out for in the next six to 12 months? Or where do you want to go? What do you want to try out next? What's the next challenge for you? So, well, I mean, one of the big things that I am inspired by is to create one of the world's biggest mentoring programs for personal trainers. I've had my hand held. We've got systems. I don't want to just create, it's not an education system, it's mentoring. It's guiding personal trainers uh, and fitness professionals through their journey. And we are at the moment cultivating an incredible team at M10 um, that will be able to be a team of mentors. Um, our mission right now is to, is to expand that and grow that and provide a service for trainers that is unrivaled worldwide. Love it. And what about the book then? When does the book come out? And where can people get that from? July the 1st. Um, July 1st. That's going to be on Amazon. Um, that's going to be on Kindle. It will be audio book in three months after that. Um, and is it for and, coaches or is it for everybody? No. So, well, do you know what? Um, the first part of it, so level up is separate, separated in three sections, personal, physical, professional. And personal is personal growth and development um, and how to level up personally. So essentially it's a roadmap to achieving excellence, but it is for fitness professionals because the, the physical section in the middle is very much about once you've kind of got a, a, a personal development roadmap of how to, how to become a better, your better, best self and how to keep growing, the physical section looks at um, your own coaching, your knowledge of coaching, your application of coaching, and your own personal growth and education. And then the professional aspect looks at, which will help a lot of people professionally anyway, but how to become a fitness business professional, not just a fitness professional. Um, and so it, it's a 360 degree, it's called 360, 360 degrees of excellence. Mm. And I have like a Venn diagram in there that puts excellence in the middle, that puts personal, physical, professional, because we're all, you're not finished, I'm not finished. And my mission in life is to never be an end result. It's a work in progress. So level up is about constant progress, not a final destination. 
Love it, love it. And finally, Mark, where can people uh, find you then? Um, if they don't know who you are, where can they find you on, on social media? And how can people get in touch with you if they need your help? You know what? I mean, the most important thing for you guys right now, and if you want to check out any of my work, we've got m10fitness.co.uk yep. and we've got m10life.com, which are the two websites. Um, and uh, head over to my Instagram page, Mark Coles M10, um, and you'll find me on there. And there's a lot of links to all the stuff that I do inside my bio. Um, and uh, that begin that will be will begin your journey. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining, Mark. Uh, thanks for joining the podcast. Really enjoyed it. Good time to see you again and catch up as well. And you. Bro. And yeah, if you need Mark's help, go out and reach him on his platforms. Thank you, mate. Thank, Thank you very you, much. Mark.